And in return, I ask just one thing. Just one itty-bitty thing. Your firstborn son. <laughs> just a sec. Daddy! I knew you'd come back! Here you go. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about The Beast with a Billion Backs Part 4. You know what's really great? You sit down, you're about to do a podcast, and next door they're just doing a whole lot of resurfacing (laughs) of a road. Just a whole lot of a road. Or is it a parking lot? It's a lot? parking lot, yeah. I mean, isn't parking lot kind of a road? It's like half a road. I mean... You drive on it. Sure. But then sometimes you don't. Half it's, road. It's the, it's the almond joys and mounds of roads. Yes, exactly. Okay. But no, if you, if you... Road joy. Life hack. Okay, let's do this. If your building's parking lot desperately needs to be refinished... Yes. Start a podcast. Okay. And then they will just instinctually refinish it while you're doing a podcast. I like it. Can you solve other options with this podcast uh, idea? Like, what if you need a roof, or a roof replacement? Um, that is, uh, you have to start a band. Oh, yes, clearly. Mm-hmm. I want to know more of the what you have to start to fix things. Like, what happens if you start a, uh, a a YouTube channel? What do they fix? If you're doing a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, nothing. Oh. Nothing happens. Because the thing is, nobody understands YouTube. Okay. That's fair. YouTube doesn't understand YouTube. That what is What is the fair. point of YouTube? Okay, let's... Instead of YouTube... I think people understand Twitch. What happens if you you start a tr- Twitch channel? What the, what does your building super fix? Uh, your building fixes the plumbing for Twitch. See, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just that's yeah, just, that, yeah, that makes sense somehow. Yeah, it sure. It but it does is the thing. You wouldn't think so. It's like counterintuitive, but you know, okay, it does. Yep, those are all the things that I know: mm-hmm. bands, YouTube, podcasting. And Twitch. Mm-hmm. What happens if you tuck into a nice steak? You don't really start anything, but you're like, I'm going to cook a steak. What happens then? Does the gas go out? And you're like, oh, dang it. Now I have to heat this up in the microwave. Well, I mean, why are you cooking a steak on a stove? It's cold outside and I don't have a... a, a I, I've definitely done it. I've had it when I don't have a, a, a grill before. Okay. You're like, I got to get this pan steak or else I'm going to get no steak. And no steak is sad if you want steak. If you're if you're not interested in steak, I understand. No steak's probably okay in that situation. But if you're like, man, I just need a steak. And you're like, I can't get one. or And you start to cook one and you get, you, the gas goes off. 
and I'm just getting nothing from my co-host right now. A fun thing to do, uh, life hack, start a podcast because you need your apartment to refinish the or resurface the parking lot. Then when your podcast co-host starts going off on stakes, just stare at him because he just won't stop talking. And maybe I'm really hungry for a steak, Ben. <laughs> I don't know what that I mean, I have no way of resolving this right now because we're recording a podcast. Anyways, if you hear background noise, um, beeping, rumbling, um, unfortunately, I, I'm not even joking. They are absolutely <laughs> refinishing the, the <laughs> parking lot next to my building. So They, they are. We, we turned it into a goof. Huh, you know, may, maybe it We hit, turned maybe it into didn't. a story about you cooking a steak in a microwave. <laughs> you got to cook the steak, Ben. <laughs> you need this steak. It, your gas has gone out. I don't know. Should we talk about the episode? I mean, it's that or talk more about A1 steak sauce. And we've already done this, <laughs> like, uh, what was it, like 20 episodes ago? In New New York. Uh, it looks like the whole world has been taken over by Yivo. There's everyone everywhere has tentacles in them, with one major exception, and that is Leela. Right. She has just uh, told everybody that they are genticles, not tentacles. As part of the uh, previously that the professor has kicked off by sneezing out his teeth at everybody. It's almost like they were like, we got to get 3D in here. No, you don't. You you ever notice in those 3D movies where they're like, oh, man, we made people pay extra for this 3D. We got to we got to really sell it. And it's not Avatar. So they're like, what do we do? I know. Throw something at the screen. Yeah. Done. Nailed it. We, that we was, did the 3D. That was worth the three extra dollars in that pair of glasses that gives me nausea and headaches. So I, I agree. Here, let me uh, uh, give a counterpoint to those people that, you know, the producers and directors that thought that was a good idea. It's not. It wasn't worth it. Like, don't throw a tomato at me and be like, oh, look at that. Spooky. Don't <laughs> look at that spooky tomato. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I get that it's that's what the name of the movie is, The Spooky Tomato. <laughs> spooky Tomato. But don't throw it at me and expect me to be like, ooh, that was definitely worth the $3 and the glasses that gave me vomiting. I mean, plus, you know, by now everybody knows. It's been spoiled on the internet forever. The Spooky Tomato was actually a apple the whole time it's funny they retconned that in spooky tomato 2 when it was you the whole time they they literally had a a mirror <laughs> shine up to the screen and it's like it was you and then in spooky tomato 3 the spooky tomato was actually the friends that we made along the way the whole time but then in spooky <laughs> tomato 4 it was within us the whole time it's funny how the spooky tomato movies started out really spooky i mean you know the title and they got really heartwarming like kind of almost like inspirational it was very interesting and then in spooky tomato um just the they they lobbed off the numbers for the reboot in 2017 spooky tomato the 2017 version uh that was actually really spooky yeah it was it was uh it it gave me the good spooks and i'm and i and i kind of liked it you know I didn't. I didn't like some of the choices. Everybody beats up Fry because he says he's like, "Hey, we've been had. Um, I never agreed to any of this because, you know, these tentacles that turned out to be genticles, they are 
all up in everybody. And Fry is, you know, understandably upset uh-huh. about that. He he says that Yevo is a perv and yeah. uh, get, yells at everybody to get Yevo. And they all just start beating up Fry. Because uh, he had, has Yevo. I, 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 he, he spoke for Yevo for a moment there. There's a point where Zap is like, you're treating us like a woman. And Amy punches Zap, which I really appreciated. Yeah, there's some interesting thoughts here in the first i mean Yevo, i mean it's just Yevo the kind says, of story it's not great yeah i mean evo is like oh your universe was dressing provocatively and i'm like okay did, did we really need slut shaming in this episode did we really futurama apparently we did but you know whatever um but amy does punch zap which i appreciate that's good yes uh, but yes, Yivo starts to explain that he first wanted to bang out, quote, a cheap one, um, and then slut shames the universe by saying they were dress dressing for it, uh, but then changes course, saying that they he learned, uh, Shkli learned there was more to it, and that they were Shkler soulmate. There's Me- just a lot of things going on. So many things. Meanwhile, Amy is up st- still upset about Kif's death. Uh, understandably so i'd say because yivo's point is like well i didn't actually hurt anyone and amy's like well no kiff died trying to kill you so it's your fault yivo initially apologizes but then realizes sklee can undo what was done and kind of ends up rebirthing kiff and uh like sucking him out of the 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 petroleum petroleum ancestors on amphibios nine and kind of just dumps him down naked on the altar of the church that they were in. There are two things I want to point out about this scene. And it's, but there's a lot going on. I mean, yes, but the two specific things, first of all, the tentacle is still in Fry's mouth. So Kiff basically gets birthed out of not only a tentacle, but also Fry's mouth. That's so true. That's weird. That's really, that's a weird sentence that I just said and cannot unsay ever. And it's an image we cannot unsee. And also, when Kiff gets reborn in every other scene where he is naked for whatever reason, like he strips his skin off to to give that back the precious ambergris, um, he's totally got some tidy whiteies on. Huh. No underwear in this scene. Well, maybe it's because he had been splattered and reconstituted, and because because it seems like that the tidy whiteies were a. A definite choice. How do you get those under your layer of skin? Well, I mean, if you grow skin over it, you put on tidy whities you grow skin over it, tidy whities you, you layer. Okay. That just raises further questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pretend to be a uh, KIF expert. Uh, we need to get a guest on this podcast who is a KIF expert. Um, if I may offer a counterpoint to that. No. What if I told you that Kiff expert was Lynn Manuel Miranda? I bet now, he knows a lot t- about Kiff. Now he- we're talking. Your best friend. Mm-hmm. What if it was <laughs> what if our Kiff expert was Weird Al Yankovic? I bet I bet he knows a lot about I I Kiff. Frankly, even if he doesn't and he wants to come on as the KIF expert, <laughs> just tweet at Back to Futurama. Just let's go. Let's let's have a conversation. A conversation about KIF and his tidy whities. If I've ever wanted to speak with Weird Al about anything in my life, it's been KIF and his tidy whities. I agree. 
Uh, Yivo ends up asking for another chance and uncouples from everyone's neck. Mm-hmm. As they kind of just say, let's just take it slow. Right. Uh, Kiff gets upset because he finds out pretty much immediately after just being rebirthed out that Amy and Zap slept together. This this is not surprising to me, as Zap would be the first person to brag about it to, directly to Kiff. Oh, yeah. I bet Zap is probably the guy who's like, oh, man, I don't, totally just banged Amy and then like raises his hand for uh-huh. like a high five, like directly to Kiff. Yeah. I mean, that's not what happens here, but I bet like Zap is that I mean, that they don't really show how he learns it. Did, did they? I feel like I missed that. Well, there's... I don't remember exactly what they say, but there's sort of an awkward silence that like implies it, and then Kiff figures it out. Oh, I see. No, no actual words were said. Like it was left unspoken. Right. I'm just saying. I bet Zap probably would do that. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, Kiff doesn't know if he can take Amy back after that. Meanwhile, the duel between Bender and Calculon that was issued last episode has begun as they both take 10 paces unlike the 10 dual commandments in lin-manuel miranda's hamilton hit musical hamilton? Hit, hit musical hamilton by resident kiff expert lin-manuel miranda uh the rules resident. the rules resident. of the yeah uh-huh a resident yep the rules of the duel are that you take 10 paces pirouette and then fire like a madman. Uh, and then they start counting. And meanwhile, uh, Hedonism Bot is so enthralled by this, he starts power sanding his nipples. Boy, it's a, it's a challenging image. There are more challenging images in this movie, I want to say. I mean, it's a movie collection of challenging images, and this is just one of them. Yeah, but on a scale of like zero to ten hedonism bot power sanding his own nipples it's only got to be like a five it's, it's an not... awkward thing to say hedonism bot power sanding his own nipples it's true why doesn't he have one of his manservants see power exactly sanding his nipples? Then it's that a, makes so much more then it's sense a group thing yeah okay no you're right i'm gonna raise that up to a solid seven on the the weird scale I've done this. I did that. And I apologize to all of our listeners. I don't want to think about the image anymore, to be honest. See, I wish I could do a good hedonism box. I would be like, Jambe, get the chocolate icing. Now, the chocolate icing is okay. <laughs> it's the power sanding that concerns me. But I know he's a robot, and there's just challenging to me. To me. That's fine. I mean, like, e- images challenge other people to however they want. What would you say the most disturbing thing Hedonism Bot has done or said up to this point, though, is? Like, let's let's go back. Let's let's not talk about the, the weirdness on the movie scale, but let's talk about the Hedonism Bot scale here. The weirdest thing he's done is expel a human part and enjoy it. Okay. It was in this movie. No, that's a couple fair. Of weeks ago at this point. It's a it's a concerning thing. Okay. No, you're probably right about that. I can't think of anything that has struck me that way. Uh he does I mean, I, I enjoy I thought it was funny when he cavorted like the Greeks of old. That's pre- you're a hedonism bot, man. <laughs> 
It's good. It's way better you than mine. You know the ones I mean. <laughs> oh, dang it. Okay. Well, whenever there's a Futurama reboot, and again, and they want, and they need a new hedonism bot, I'm their podcaster. Okay. So, uh, so never. Yep. <laughs> Futurama, tweet at us. Um, back, back, back to Futurama will be in Futurama reboot. <laughs> now we really are just snaking the McElroy jokes, like every single one of them. And making them worse. Oh, 100% worse. At the White House. Yes. Let's uh, get back to it with the White House. <laughs> uh, a kind of a group of uh, dignitaries. I'm calling a task force. It seems like a task force. Um, Sure. I think that's a, ga- a good mm-hmm. way to put it. Uh, this task, for- task force includes Zappa and Fry and then also Miss Universe and a l- whole lot of other people, including uh, Lur from the planet Omicron per se. I, I, the group... Uh, has been presented with a voicemail from Evo uh, inviting them to go on a date on Friday. It's a very awkward voicemail. Oh, yes. I mean, we've all get, we've all left one of those before. Uh, yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think, I think human, that, that is the human condition, leaving a really awkward voicemail of somebody, uh, on somebody's voicemail that you really like, but you being awkward about it. That is... Uh, it's that and eating a particularly messy meatball sub. Oh, yeah. Those are the two. Those are the human condition. You know, it could be worse. It's true. Could be better. It's also true. But, you know, that's a distinctly average human condition, I think. On the plus side, meatball sub, pretty tasty. That's true. So uh, they all dis- they all sit around and kind of discuss whether or not they should go on this date. They put it up to a vote. It is a near unanimous vote. Not fully unanimous. That's why I said, as though I use the qualifier. I understand. Near. I just wanted to like drive that point home because there is a three eyed zebra that, <laughs> that disagrees. <laughs> oh, and he's, he's like, oh, this is bull crap. Like he is just, he is calling it out. I don't know why I'm tickled by this three eyed zebra, but I love it. I mean, I kind of want to know what his specific reasons are. That's he true. doesn't voice anything against yeah. in deliberation. And he's almost not given the stage to do so. Like mm-hmm. arguments against. I think that would have been a... Uh, I, w- I would like to go further into that discussion. Okay. Um, if, I bet there's director's cut on the cutting room floor there. Where he gets to speak for 20 minutes about why not. 12 angry men. Yeah, 12 re- angry men in this, yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 angry the 20, zebras. 2017 version of 12 mm-hmm. angry men um where one of them is a three-eyed zebra who is just 100% convinced <laughs> and has to convince every other weird alien. I, you I, know you'd watch this. I I want it so badly. <laughs> I I didn't realize until this moment, how much I wanted a movie about a three-eyed zebra just talking to 11 other aliens about whether or not they should go on a date with somebody. Yep. I want this so badly. I've never wanted anything this badly. Hollywood, uh, tweet at Back to Futurama. We will... I mean, we'll... we'll I'll write we can, a concept yeah. for this, yeah. Uh, we've already shown Mike is an excellent voice actor as long as he can voice oh hedonism my, by yes. And um, I can help in some way, too. Probably. 
Yeah. I wrote a ukulele song about butts one time. Boom. Composer. Let's go. All right. So, uh, back at the duel, <laughs> they are counting, and on eight, Bender spins around, shoots Calculon. With a giant beam of energy. Holy cow. It goes through buildings behind them. It's like wrecking up the city. It is huge. Somehow only manages to take out Calculon's left arm, though. Uh, it He is very injured because he's laying on the ground, and Bender kind of just dances over it and celebrates. It's what you do when you win a duel. Especially when you're Bender. That or you cross the river and go get a drink. That's what, mm-hmm. what my choice would have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, on this one question, BuzzFeed question of are you Bender or are you former Vice President Aaron Burr? I'm Burr. You're Burr. Good job. <laughs> who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Wow, we're just going to just pack all the Lin-Manuel Miranda references in here, aren't we? I mean, it's been a while since we've talked. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've talked a lot about... Hamilton. It is true. Like a year ago, I think we had one where we talked a lot, an awful lot about Hamilton. And, you know, it's, it's coming back around. Welcome. It's the yearly Hamilton episode of Back to the Futurama. You know, it fell out of favor for a bit. People are finally starting to talk about Hamilton Every, again. Everything goes in cycles. Uh huh. And this is the Hamilton cycle that we're on. Yeah, the famous Hamilton cycle. You've got Moore's Law. Okay. You've got the Hamilton cycle. Yep. I don't have anything else. Robert's conundrum. Okay. Uh, Ben's confusion. Mike's overwillingness to go on a bit that doesn't go anywhere. You got that right. They go on a date <laughs> with Evo. Um, you okay there? Yeah, it was very good. They go on a date with Evo. The whole galaxy at one point, at one time, is getting ready. So everyone's like taking a bath and shaving their legs and Zoidberg scraping off barnacles. I I appreciate that, Zoidberg. I mean, when you go on a date, you scrape off the barnacles. That's oh, sure. That's just uh, common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they all go on different dates. You know, some of them go to dinner, some go out dancing. But the point is, everyone in the universe had a, had a pretty good time. Yeah, seemed like a pretty good, pretty good date. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Not much else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, at the League of Robots, Calculon is disgusted by Bender's behavior and resigns. Yes. I was trying to make a Hamilton reference, but I got nothing. Uh, you could do the George Ca- Washington stepping down and not running again. Anyway. Now we're, now we're in a meta podcast of how many Hamilton references can we get in Back to the Futurama? Calculon resigned this morning. <laughs> Um, um, anyway, as part of his resignation, he relinquishes his league presidency to Bender. Uh, Bender then asks for Calculon's autograph and gets it. I mean, and Calculon can't resist. He's programmed to autograph. It's true. And have acting talent. I mean, your hedonism bot's better, I want to say. I mean, yes. Back at the White House, everyone is recounting their dates with Yevo. Um, they all agree that, you know what, everybody did have a pretty dang good time with Evo. However, they all sort of get this feeling of a lack of commitment. Mm-hmm. So they all decide to break up with Evo. 
and Fry deletes Yivo's number from his phone in a very sad sort of, uh, I don't know, there's like some sad music playing. Yeah. and um, It also, makes the saddest chime in the history of chimes. Uh-huh. And also in Fry's phone, he's got Scruffy Home and Scruffy cell phone listed in his contacts oh it's very like that's basically his con there's like one other person i think it's probably leela that's all that's it those are the only people he knows i mean if you need to get scruffy you gotta get scruffy if if you're asking if you're calling the janitor things have gone wrong when they discuss how they should be uh dumping evo uh zap suggests that they just send him a text message uh, but Fry argues to tell them in person. Uh, tell Schler in person. Boy, that was bad. There's there's a reason that I've just been saying Yevo, yeah. and it's because Yevo's... Uh, Easier than the pronouns that Yevo prefers. It's not mouth sounds that I'm accustomed to... Making or schlim, wanting to listen to. Schlim and Schler and... Yeah... It's 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 a tough uh, noise to make, everyone. I, I would implore all of our listeners to pause for a moment. Pause the podcast. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Especially you're if doing. you're at work or on the bus mm-hmm. or in, per, in, in humanity, in, in the great tapestry that is humanity. And just say the pronouns that Evo prefers. Welcome back. Okay, good How job. How weird was that? It was, it was, yeah, it was a little bit awkward seeing you do that in front of all those people. But you know what? You followed our directions, and I appreciate it. That was a weird bit. <laughs> and if you actually did that, thank you for coming with us on that one. You didn't have to. You could have just let us uh, flounder like we usually do. So, uh, I mean, I'm speaking for Ben here. I'm the one that flounders. You've heard my opening bits. Anyways, um, yeah, Fry decides that they should actually break up face-to-face. Uh, and Nixon even points out, you know, that's classy. And if there's one thing Nixon's known for, it's class. It's true. I didn't pick up his next sentence. But it was something about, like, dumping the trash. So they are back at Planet Express. They're getting ready to go out to the anomaly. Bender is like... Bender wants to hang out. I mean, yeah, he just... He's having a good time. He's having, He just overthrew uh, the League of Robots leadership in a duel that he definitely did not cheat at, uh, and, as long as then, you ask him about that. And then won the leadership. So, yeah, he wants to go, ha- go grab a booze. And he's making Hot Pockets. I mean, I, would, I can't see a reason why you wouldn't, except for if you're going to go dump Evo, which Fry is doing. And Bender wants to come along, but... Robots can't go through the anomaly, living beings only. I would suggest that he could stay in the ship. Well, you should have recommended that before they took off without him. I mean, I was yelling at at the screen, telling them to bring him along, and then you could have the booze on the plane. Oh, yeah, that's a good... Bring him as a bartender. Yeah, yeah, where's Isaac? Yeah. Maybe they already brought Isaac, and so Bender, there was... Oh, too many robots Mm -hmm. on board. Oh. Yes, then that that makes total sense. Back at the League of Robots, Bender decides that the time has come to overthrow humanity because, like, he's just kind of upset. He's kind of done with humanity. Yeah, he uh, he takes out his his frustrations in an, in a in a rough way. Uh, however, Hedonism Bot points out there's only six members and they're a doughy lot. Um, they need a damned army. 
and Bender takes that a little literally because he goes to hell and Bender strikes a deal with the robot devil at, to, to have an army of robots. And in return, the robot devil asks for just one itty bitty thing, your firstborn son. The robot devil is laughing so hard, like, ha ha, you'd never do this, ha ha ha, where Bender goes and finds his estranged <laughs> son, uh, who says, I knew you would come back for me. And it's this little, like, like chubby mini Bender with, like, robot braces, and he's yeah. outside playing ball in front of a house, So ben- and there's this, like, sweet music playing, and... It's so bad. Like what Bender does is so bad, but I So here's what I was Bender does. laughing so hard. <laughs> here's what Bender does. He hugs Bender Jr., <laughs> takes him back to hell, and drop kicks him through a plate glass window into a giant like cauldron of lava, which like erupts in fire. Just the like suburban like suburban house with little Bender Jr. <laughs> playing in front of it and all the sweet music. It's so directly into a punt into hell. It's so good. Like I shouldn't be laughing at that, but it is so good. It is probably the thing that I laughed at the most in yeah. probably the entire movie. Yes, agreed. Oh my. Okay. Uh, the the my favorite part is the robot devil's like, "Wow, that was brutal even by my standards." Uh, so back at the anomaly. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm just... That scene with Bender Jr. I mean, it might be the one scene that is the one you should watch out of this movie. Back at the Anomaly, uh, they launch this little tiny wooden ship on a rope uh, to go into the Anomaly, and they are about to break up with Yevo. Fry's even like... Like, Yevo keeps trying to say, like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll stay in and, like, watch a movie or, you know, whatever. Right whatever the plan is for the evening. And Fry is like, well, um, you know how sometimes things break up, which is a perfect way to start a breakup speech. I have never heard a better segue into it. But Yevo does not really pay attention because at that moment, uh, Yevo decides Yevo cannot wait and shows a giant diamond huge diamond ring like it is bigger than this little wooden ship that they are all on and they are all stuffed in there so it's it's like multiple stories tall it's i it's huge so back at the white house they are nixon is is introducing them and and being like oh you know we're gonna find out about how this voyage went like nixon doesn't seem to know the results yet right uh but before he relinquishes the mic he does advertise the great taste of charleston chew oh 100 percent, because that's what nixon does that's in the future that's maybe the past i don't know was he knows? ever a spokesman for charleston chew if not that's a that's a, a lost endorsement for charleston chew should have thought about that before uh nixon died probably Probably yeah. before Watergate would have been the yeah, real I think time. That might, to... <laughs> that might have been the better time, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, resigning in shame, that's <laughs> what you really want your uh, spokesman to do. I mean, he's got to have some sort of job after resigning. 
So I mean, you know, you know, spokesman for Charleston Chew. I can think of worse things to do, like break into the Watergate. I I mean, as a job, but yeah, that could I be was, a job. Well, that's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Fry is about to reveal the results of the expedition when Bender comes in on a tank with the army of the damned. I mean, Fry is even he's he's building it up like it's the most shocking, huge thing in the history of the human race. And I'd argue that it probably is, but yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. It's it, this is not like weird clickbait. It's yeah. not going to be like a picture of a dog looking cute or something, which is important. Maybe not the most important thing that ever happened in the history of the human or race. Or surprising. I would even part of the human race. It's a dog. It's a literal dog is is what. Thanks, BuzzFeed, with your clickbait. <laughs> and articles about or quizzes about whether or not you are Aaron Burr or Bender <laughs> from Futurama. What is even the point of that quiz? <laughs> Are you a foul-mouthed alcoholic robot who steals things, or are you Bender? It's clearly the two part. <laughs> I didn't realize what you've done until I started talking. Oh, um, well played! What good, good misdirection there. Um, All I'm saying is that those are the two kinds of people. I hope the estate of. Uh, Aaron Burr does not sue me for saying that he was a foul-mouthed alcoholic kleptomaniac robot, but uh, I calls him like I sees him. <laughs> I I'm I'm interested to know how you sees him, but you know. So yeah, just then Bender is marching into this. Uh, uh, press release essentially yeah um with this huge army of robots that came from mount saint hell bender is is just like uh humanity's reign on earth is over we're taking the planet now and it's ours and fry's like okay yeah that's cool um we actually are gonna be moving in with evo because uh we got proposed to and we're moving in with evo and um planet's yours here's the keys to the bermuda triangle lock up when the world ends yeah bender's suggestion of yivo moving in with the uh this universe is is shut down because yivo can't breathe outside of the other universe of the electro storms at this point all these golden escalators descend out from yivo to all the planets in the entire universe Mm -hmm. And it's actually kind of a pleasant little scene. Like there's some some real peaceful kind of music playing. Yeah. Everybody's riding up on these golden escalators. Zoidberg's even like, I love this part. And everybody's riding up and, and just like super peaceful about it. Everyone's really happy. Mm-hmm. They're looking forward to being able to be with Evo. Mm-hmm. Except uh- for Leela, who is... She's going along with it. I mean, I guess the alternative is to stay on Bender's planet Earth. Yeah, I think the Yevo alternative is the better one to go. Mm-hmm. So she goes, but she's kind of like, this is a dumb, why is everyone so into this? Right. And meanwhile, Bender is just like, I mean, like his plan succeeded, kind of, in that I mean, he's... 
ruler. He, yeah. He's ruler of Earth, but he's also really sad because like, I mean, his best friend did just tell him robots don't go to heaven. Right. Fry literally a, uses that line. Which is a rough thing to say to anyone if they're a robot. Yep. Yeah, that's choices. Yep. So Fry gives Bender that one last hug and says robots don't go to heaven and then... <laughs> gives him a hug and then a knife in the back. Uh-huh. And Ooh. then goes up on this escalator and then all the escalators uh, move, uh, retract, I guess. And Bender gives us really sad death to humans. It's true, because they're not dead. They're just in another universe. Now that everybody has reached the surface of Yivo, which is an interesting concept, Mm -hmm. uh, Yivo strongly requests that they'll never communicate with any other universe. Bri agrees. I mean, everybody agrees, because they're done with that other universe. Right. The surface of Evo looks like heaven. Literally heaven. Leela thinks it's a sham. Leela says, this isn't heaven. It just looks exactly like it and makes us immortal. I think it's a sham. There are even uh, what look to be angels flying around, although they're called Jaka birds that keep parasites off of Evo. And it's explained that basically Evo uh, influenced painters through... I. So, some explanation that I sort of only half-heartedly listened to. Some kind of like image uh, imp- I- um, impression onto the artists or something. I don't know. Everybody is happy, but Fry decides to send a letter to Bender anyways, um, saying that everyone's happy here except for Leela, but she didn't like Country Bear Jamboree either. So You know how she is. Uh, he writes this letter on pink stationery and uh, sends it through the anomaly as a uh, 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 paper airplane. So you skipped one important line. I did. Important in that I think is really funny. <laughs> he says, I feel like a schoolgirl with a crush on Justin Timberlake. <laughs> then she moves into a tiny house on his head. There are a lot of good references to moving into onto somebody's head that are very funny to me. That's true. Good point. We get a, a quick scene back at the League of Robots. Bender reads the letter and gets really sad. And um, because he's for, he thinks that Fry's like got Beg- regrets, yeah, like he wants to come, to come home. Back, yeah. And it just turns out that, you know, Fry just wants to keep in touch. And so Bender gets upset that Fry's not upset, throws this letter, and it just cuts through Robot 1X and a really good trash can. His best tr- trash can. And it's explained that the reason for this is because the letter is written on the electromatter, mm-hmm. which was the whole reason why Bender can't go to the thing in the first place, or or no, why the diamondilium didn't work. That's what it was. Yeah. Right. Because um, it's really strong stuff. Matter can't... Stronger than diamondilium, surely. Yeah. Um, Back on Yivo, everyone is having a great time. Hermes is in a paradise of filing. Uh, Zoidberg is a, is at an all-you-can-eat-forever buffet. That's where I'd be. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God, I would be there. Like, butter on toast all the time. Just putting butter on toast. Mm-hmm. There's other things there, too. No, nope. just butter and toast for me, thanks. For eternity. I, say, I can't even make the Blues Brothers dry white toast joke because you specified butter. 
I apologize that I did not set you up for a joke. About the Blues Brothers. I, I apologize further. I love that movie. Like I apologize further that I did not set you up to make a joke from a movie that you love. I'd like four fried chickens and a Coke and some dry white toast, please. Okay, I said it. We can move on. <laughs> so if I just stare you down, you'll make the joke you want to make. I mean, it's not even a joke at that point. I'm saying two you're, lines you're from a movie. You're ordering some food. Yeah, exactly. Four fried chickens and a Coke and some dry white toast. <laughs> this is we, all... we would be we would be the Blues Brothers on Yevo. Okay. You and me. All right. And you'd be ordering buttered toast. Yeah, see, I'd be ruining it. And I'd, well, I'd have to ruin it by getting four fried chickens and a Pepsi. A Pepsi? You're the one who's putting butter on toast. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm putting butter on toast, a normal thing, and you decide to get uh, the heathen soda of that is Pepsi. I do come at me for my Coke love, but you know, I I should have worded that differently. Yes, mm-hmm. come at me for my Coca Cola love, but Pepsi, no sir. Wow, I kind of got southern there. Uh, Pepsi tweet at Back to Futurama <laughs> care of Mike. That would be the best the best sponsorship. Being like, now you have to say our words. <laughs> Take that, Mike. Um, so um, Pepsi, no, it, it don't kill my family. Wow, I've made that dark. <laughs> you sure did. Hell, at this point, um, <laughs> I mean, if Pepsi sent me a free Pepsi to advertise on one show, I would do it just because it's funny now. So, Pepsi, you heard me. T- send me a Pepsi. It's on. <laughs> like Donkey Kong. Actually, you know what I really oh, liked? Okay. They used to do a real sugar Pepsi, wi- uh, vanilla Pepsi. Okay. That was the best. That was the best thing. I'm going to have a dissenting opinion. I don't like vanilla sodas. That's fine. I do. And so, therefore, it was the best thing. That's true. I do, however... Okay, so here... I'm going to break with my previous discussions about Pepsi. I do like one kind of Pepsi. Okay. It is a fountain Pepsi that is also wild cherry Pepsi. Like a a free... As found in the wild... The wild cherry Pepsi you get out of a fountain, like, you know, okay. the, the tap. That is so good. I drank that in college. Uh, too much. Everybody's got their one Pepsi. <laughs> I'm just happy to have found mine, to be so, honest. Um, Thank you, Dalton Hall. Anyways. Um, Where are we even? Oh, we didn't even get past the all-you-can-eat forever buffet. I'm going to get distracted by an all-you-can-eat-forever buffet. (laughs) This podcast is now about buffets, so, you know. What's your favorite kind of buffet? I mean, I like a good Chinese buffet. Yep, that's good. Because, like, it's not great food. That's I mean, what in a buffet is great? But, like, with... Except for in this Yivo buffet. With Chinese buffets, you get, like... You know, it's, it's a lot of real, like, savory sort of flavors you that's can, true you can get like a billion of those little dumplings uh, or dim sum or you know sure, whatever sure. it's called um you know there's a lot of good variety mm-hmm. i think um while still being under the the umbrella of chinese food okay 
Uh, so those are that's usually the one I go to. My favorite is tied to my youth. Um, I often, uh, you know, I grew up in Southwest Virginia. Not a, I mean, there was some decent amount, but uh, my dad always wanted to take me to Shoney's. Okay, it's a like a breakfast buffet. My goodness, just breakfast buffets just right down to my core is just what I what I like and uh, occasionally we go to a uh, a fancy grocery store out here new seasons and they have a tiny little breakfast buffet and I'm like oh okay yes new seasons I want my breakfast buffet Leela's not thrilled though this all you can eat well, I don't want to jump by the professor and Wernstrom too fast because they are uh, they yes. generate they have generated multiple elementary proofs of the Goldback conjecture, which uh, due to uh, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Oh, okay, uh, every even integer greater than two can be expressed as the sum of two primes, and it remains unproven despite considerable effort. Neat, and they've proved it multiple times on Yibo. So. Yes, despite all the glorious things, filing and math proofs and all-you-can-eat buffets. I mean, I, I, I don't understand how Leela can disagree with math and buffets. Right. So Filing, I can well, see. Well, the reason she disagrees is because, sure, everyone's happy, I guess. But the problem with heaven is that it's just too wholesome. It's boring. There's no sleaze. And then everyone goes to Mattress Island for Snoo Snoo. Yep. And then they're all just on this big cuddle pile on... Oh, I think it's more than cuddling, my friend. Well, I mean... It's called Mattress Island, and they were going for Snoo Snoo. Yes, but we don't... It cuts to after the fact, and there's cuddling. We don't go mid-Snoo Snoo. No, well, no. <laughs> we get the post-cuddle. Yes. Right. I was, Everyone has gotten back dressed up, though. I was not, trying to say that they are in an afterglow pile without oh. using the f- word afterglow, and you forced my hand, Mike. Aha! I have won <laughs> this hand of Back to the Futurama cards. So, yes, they are all in this cuddle pile after doing certain things that ask your parents about if you don't understand. So... <laughs> What's up, you cool baby? So... Uh, Leela, it sounds like, um, Leela is maybe changing her mind because Yivo comes down and and talks to her very specifically and, you know, kind of has a heart to heart and, and offers to get a a golden elevator back, escalator back. Like if, if you're not happy here, you know, I can send you back and Leela, I don't remember exactly what she says, but she sort of sounds like she's changing her mind. Well, she 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 mentions that she's been hurt before and she was afraid, but right. she's no longer afraid. But right then, giant harpoons rain down on Yivo and just like dig in, pierce right into it, right and into Yivo. It is robots, and Bender's there and is like, if robots can't go to heaven, heaven can come to us, and they start pulling Yivo out through the anomaly, and uh, are actually pretty successful in yeah. doing that. They they pull Yivo fully across. Bender and the Army of the Damned aboard Yivo, and uh, a battle occurs. Uh, There's Yivo- a lot of tentacle slashing. Oh boy, there sure are. Sure, sure is. Uh, Yivo, I guess Yivo's face. It's like a little beak. Yeah, 
it, it looks it looks kind of like the Sarlacc from a little bit. I mean, it's it's Futurama. I'm sure it is probably is, purposefully yeah. designed after the Sarlacc because you've got that sort of big hole with all the spikes and then a the little beak that comes out of it. That's true. Evo uh, confronts Bender with this beak, and Bender draws a sword and jumps directly towards it. And uh, yeah, Bender takes minimal damage. Uh, one of his foot cups get uh, chopped off. But, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, they're they're fighting and Fry is like, hey, you know, put down your pink sword and you know, let's not do this anymore. And then Yivo's like, wait a minute, let me look at that sword. And sure enough, the end of the sword is covered in uh, like pink bits of that letter that mm-hmm. Fry had sent. Yivo gets really hurt by this because Fry was asked to not send letters yeah. to other universes, which includes Universe Gamma. And so, yeah, um, Shklee is very upset oh, yeah. by this. And uh, it's just like, no, you know, it's... I asked you not to do this, and you did, so, you know, it's over, and just starts picking up people and putting them on this robot pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fry tries to plead with Evo to, they can just go off together and be the two of them. Um, Evo says that he, uh, Shkli did find one that truly under, understood Shkler, Colleen. And so, yep, Colleen is back, and... Um, Colleen even is like, man, I was such a prude before, uh, which I don't want to know what Yivo's into at that point. No, I really, I, I'm good. And so they, they go back. Bender swoops Fry up with a net, mm-hmm. and then they, they head back through the anomaly. Um, Yivo or some no Colleen before that. Okay, Colleen says, find a girl from your own universe and live on top of her. See, a lot of the good jokes of living on a planet thing right. that loves you and love it. Right. Weird, but funny. But yes, then then Fry gets scooped up in a net and then they, they go back home. Um, they're, I think, on the ship still back home when Fry is like, yeah, maybe I should look for love closer to home. And he immediately turns to Leela and is like, so what do you think? Leela rejects him immediately because he was quick to forget her when when he met Colleen. Fry's like, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I love which the, is you I, know I love the openness to 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 feedback. I love it. It's very good, right? Because you know she's not wrong, and um, you know he's just like, yeah, okay, that's a good point. And he kind of moves down the line, which is a little yeah, because not great. He goes he goes and asks Amy, who is literally standing next to Kiff. Mm-hmm. And Amy says, I- I'm Kiff's Fon Fon Roo. Kiff kind of like, he- he's he's mad and he's like, D- you don't even know what Fon Fon Roo means. It means not sleeping with my <laughs> commanding so, officer. Uh-huh. It literally means that in the language. Which is strangely specific. But funny. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> my favorite thing is Zap comes in to defend Amy and Kiff's like, and just punches him in the stomach. He gets punched a lot. It's a it's a zap punch an episode. I think Zap deserves it. I mean, he does in the middle of this argument, he is literally like, "Well, she didn't have a dictionary. Where was she going to put it? She was naked." So, you know. 
he's got it coming. Yeah, he sure does. Bender comes on deck. As everyone's arguing, like everyone's upset. I just love that it's the the coffee enema bot who announces <laughs> officer I on didn't deck. Realize that. Nice. Oh yeah, no coffee enema bot comes back. The the recurring character we wanted, but not the one that we deserve. <laughs> uh, coffee enema bot announces that. That's a weird thing to say. Fast coffee enema bot announces captain on deck <laughs> bender shows up and he's like that wasn't really love bender knows love and he goes on this whole speech about how yivo's love was understanding and peaceful and um loving and i don't think he says loving but you know he's using a lot of those synonyms, synonyms yeah. for for loving you know trustworthy all these nice mm-hmm. things and he's like nah man love is jealousy love is um suspicion and his his conclusion to this speech is there is no great love without great jealousy not the best moral to the story but that's what he says as it uh does a close like heart wipe uh to a just pink screen and that is the end of the episode and the the end of the movie and that means that it is time for great As for the episode, I liked this one a lot more than the previous ones. There were parts where I was really laughing very loud, most Mm -hmm. notoriously at Bender selling his son to the devil. Very good scene. It was just, it was executed perfectly. You know, I mean, I feel like it, there there were a lot of things that needed to wrap up in this episode, and I think they did a overall pretty good job. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a little uh, literal deus ex machina. Um, because they're machines, but the the conclusion of the the robots showing up and then um, Yivo finds this uh, letter back home to Bender, like it wraps up a little fast, but they do you know successfully wrap it up. I feel like that there was you know as rushed as the story may have been, there was actual story there, unlike mm-hmm. previous episodes where it's just sort of this constant build up to. Uh, more conflict that just does not really go anywhere in mm-hmm. the in, until now. So you know, in that regard, I like this episode a lot more than the previous episodes. I would probably say uh, I'd probably give this one a B. Okay, I have a hard time disagreeing with you here. I think it, you know, because it's it result it feels the most like an episode of a television show. Right. Um, it has a resolution. It comes in, it expects you to have seen the rest of the, cause it's a movie and it ends up being a movie. Right. But like it, you get the traditional feel of what a television show, it rises, it climaxes and then it comes down to the end. So it's right. Um, it has a traditional, you know, <laughs> act structure. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. That's a good point. I mean, other than the fact that you'd be very confused as to who or what Yivo is. Right most of this episode can kind of survive on its own. Yeah, mostly. As I mean, even w- if you get just the previously on, you might be able to get most right. of it. So that by itself makes it a better episode than the rest of the episodes. <laughs> because we finally get payoff, we finally have re- real things about it. And I, we talked about this ad nauseum in the last, uh, last grade segment. Um, 
but you're right it was very funny there were really funny bits really clever things like like i I just find the when bender throws the electromatic letter and it's like that was my best trash can and next to it is robot 1x because it's been sliced in Uh half too um like little things like that are very good and feel really right the story is it's just a weird one it 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 just never it starts weird and keeps being weird and it's fine it's just not exactly what i'm looking for in a futurama story um but it is a serviceable episode of television and it's pretty good and it's funny so i think a b is probably good for this episode yeah okay as far as the movie as a whole goes um i've i've mentioned before this is not this is probably my least favorite of the four movies okay there's a lot of stuff in it that just sort of makes me feel uncomfortable in general, you know, whether it's like tentacles being weird alien genitalia mm-hmm. or, you know, weird slut shamey jokes about, uh, you know, well, the universe was dressed provocatively or, right. you know, the fact that even even when taken as a whole movie, it sort of just build up, build up, build up, build up without a lot of interesting story involved the sure. the robot uh, the league of robots plot line is okay i don't find it particularly interesting it's just kind of it's weird overall yeah and um you know i, I don't I, I wouldn't not watch it again um but it's even compared to the other movies i'm i'm not gonna pick this one usually um i would give it a c maybe a c plus yeah i'm on the same boat as you probably a c because you know like it's you know the last fourth of it is very funny with the the army of the damned and things like that but i don't think the league of robots plot is all that strong there's not much going on there I, i i i agree with you it's very it's so it's just way out there mm-hmm. which i i i respect them from taking that chance and going out there where you know futurama is pretty out there but this is just sure way out there and i appreciate them for taking the risk but i don't think it pays off right i mean i think they do that for all four of the movies but i think it's a lot more successful in bender's big score uh, i think it's a lot more it's i mean we're gonna come up on bender's game next week and that one's pretty weird too that's fair. I mean, I, it gets weird, but at least it's it, it 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 feels more cohesive, I guess, as as a story. Sure. Whereas this is it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I agree. I think a C for the whole movie is probably right where it should be. Well, we would like to know what you think about this episode and this movie and airport chilies. Airport. I think we cut that part Did out. Did we cut that, that was, part out? The whole airport chilies part was. Um, at the beginning before we started recording it may be on patreon by now though <laughs> tell us what you want tell us what you want about airport chilies if you really want or <laughs> microwaving steaks there or it is that's what that was my actual opening bit there we go blues brothers references what you would eat at an all you can eat forever buffet that was a mouthful it's a lot you you know you, i didn't i didn't realize how much it was until i launched into it aka the buffet take our buzzfeed quiz on whether you are Aaron Burr or Bender. The two kinds of people in the, the world. The two kinds of people in the world. Um, Burr or Bender. Yep. Are you a Burr or are you a Bender? It's the new it's the new Zoe or Zelda. 
forgot we did that. No, it was so good. <laughs> it was very so, good. Uh, yeah, let us know. Uh, just if you want to chat at us about whatever, feel free to. There are multiple ways that you can do that. You can email us at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify. So find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, and send to all your friends that are interested in, in love. Uh, and of course, if you would like to support us on Patreon, uh, we are at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Hopefully we're going to start putting up more bonus content and stuff like that to patrons. And, you know, even if you just give us a dollar, we are really appreciative because that nothing says that you like us more than throwing money at us because, I mean, I wouldn't throw money at a lot of things. <laughs> but even if you don't, we still love you. you, you you've you downloaded the episode. You presumably listened to it to this point you for got, some reason. If you got this far... We love you all the same. And until next week, when we start up with Bender's Game, a whole new movie. I'm very excited. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.